0: My name's Jim Serpico, and this... Should I start with my name? Or should I start with this is Bread for the People? Do you like it like this? Welcome to Bread, or do you like it like this? Welcome. Ready? Welcome to Bread for the People. Mind... Is there a script? Welcome to Bread for the People. I'm Jim Serpico. Today... Episode 81. We have a very special guest from Long Island, New York. He's a bread baker. He's a television producer, talent manager, and comedy record label owner. Please welcome me. That's right. I'm here alone today. I thought I'd uh, do a solo podcast. I did one recently. I had a good time. I don't know if uh my audience liked it although i did get some positive feedback uh, especially from dr kakuza which i really appreciate he urged me to do some more solos and uh i think now's the time the time to do a solo podcast is now why is it now because the sag strike is over what does that mean to a bread baker I thought I'd use this opportunity to tell you all a little bit more about myself. You know me as a bread baker. I am the co-founder of Side Hustle Artisanal Bread here in Long Island, New York. I started this company with my wife and three children at the beginning of the pandemic. We did it as a joke. We did it as a creative outlet so that we could make videos of us making bread on Instagram. And uh, I personally got sucked into the art of bread making. The Instagram account took off relatively, you know, it's a relative term, it took off. We we don't have millions of followers. We don't even have 10,000 followers, but from zero to almost 6,000 making bread, it was kind of blowing our mind. And uh, we got asked to do farmer's markets and we started doing them. Uh, Over the course of the three years, some members of my family lost interest in certain parts, uh, which is maybe not even fair to say. Uh, You know, life moves on as the pandemic ends and the world opens up and one of my kids moves back to uh, finish his studies and pursue his career in entertainment in Los Angeles. One of my sons is in his second year of college in another state, and uh, my other son is also pursuing his, his career. And he uh, shoots video, he edits, he works occasionally for Metallica and goes on the road with them. He works occasionally on the road, well, more than occasionally with the comedian Jim Brewer. And that leaves my wife and I Running Side Hustle alone, um, and things have been going well with the bread company, um, but there are ups and downs. Side Hustle is obviously a very small company, and we specialize in basically direct-to-consumer. Our bread sells, I guess, what what the average person in the country might sell a loaf of sourdough for. We sell a 30-ounce sourdough for approximately $10. If it's infused, we might sell it for slightly more. I don't think you know people want me to wholesale or ask if I wholesale, and I've tried it and I don't really love the nature of wholesale for me because I'm so small, I can only produce so much bread. And that $10 loaf I sell at a farmer's market, I'd have to sell for $3, if even, to um, a supermarket. So I've tried it, it doesn't appeal to me. So I'm at a spot with the bread business now where, you know, I can only scale so much at the size of of the company where we're at. And, um, you know, it makes me think, why did I get into this? I think it was circumstantial. I think it was circumstantial. I, by trade, am a television producer. I have produced movies and documentaries as well. I've managed talent specifically comedians, and I do have a record label that specializes in comedy albums. Uh, The record label that I own is called Virtual Comedy Network, and I've had everyone, not everyone, but I mean hundreds of comedians, like Gary Goleman. Um, There's just so many comedians that have been on our label, and we're putting out four albums this year, and I'm still... Active in the comedy business. I manage uh, a comedian named Jared Fried, and we just had a Netflix special that came out in August, and that's still on Netflix if you want to check it out. But, you know, in March 2020, by and large, the business that I was in for 30 years shut down. There were no more live appearances. Um, As a television producer, writer, director, I'm a member of the Writers Guild, I'm in the Directors Guild. I produced the uh, series, I was the executive producer, one, one of three executive producers of Rescue Me, which was an FX series starring Dennis Leary, um, and we produced 100 episodes of that. I helped, an executive produced, and was one of the onset producers of the show Marin, with Mark Marin. I approached Mark and said, uh, after listening to his podcast, and he was one of the first podcasters around, and I, I loved this podcast, and I hit him up early on and said, let's try to develop a Larry Sanders-type show around your podcast, and we ultimately did that. And that show was on the air for four seasons on a network called IFC, the Independent Film Channel, and then went to Netflix, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you that to set the context. When the business shut down and I found this hobby that was giving me joy. I didn't really think about a plan. I just went forward and and kept trying to, what could I do with this next? What could I, where could I take this? Okay, we're gonna try a farmer's market. I personally, before that, never had time to even attend a farmer's market. But I brought, we brought 40 loaves of bread. We sold 40 loaves of bread so the next step is let's make 70 loaves of bread out of a home and we did that blah 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 so what are we three and a half years later you know i i wanted to take it to the next level but i also wanted to keep it small and by small i mean personnel i i still don't necessarily want to take the risk of big overhead i uh so I went into the mobile cafe business, right? Because if I if I were to take the deep dive into bread, I would go and try to emulate something like uh, my friend Bob Oswax, who I know from the television business when he was a marketing executive at Sony, opened up a bakery slash cafe called Bob's Well Bread. And he's doing great. And essentially it's a cafe and a bakery. So I thought in my head rather than actually take the plunge here in Long Island, because you know, if you don't know, the the prices everywhere are crazy, but in Long Island, the retail rent space is just nuts. And I still can't put my head around how people pull it off. You know, when, and what I mean by pull it off is how do they pay the rent, pay all the other things you need to pay for from attorneys to insurance, to payroll and, and sell enough bread and sandwiches to have anything left. You know, the minimum rent out here for something very small will be 5,000 a month thing. A lot of people are paying 20,000 a month. I can't get my head around that. So anyway, we do the food truck. And um, in my mind, it's a mobile cafe. It's, it's a much smaller version of Bob's Well Bread. That primarily functions on the weekends, you know, we book private events, we book street fairs, farmers markets, and we go through the season. This is the first season, we launched the truck in June. It took a while to get the permits and there were a lot of ups and downs. And and also, I now have the context in comparison when I go to an event and just have a bread table and we have a following for bread. We, we sell a lot of bread and we make X amount of money. And the prep is different The amount of employees you need on hand at the time of the event is different it's less Um, versus taking the food truck out i would say in some ways the prep is easier but not always but you definitely need more people with you because it's not possible to make the food fast enough for the line that's outside and take orders and package everything and when you do the math to make any real money you have to sell X amount of units per minute on a food truck. You know, on the bread table, you don't. I guess you could think of it that way on a bread table, but if I bring 120 loaves of bread, whether I have a three hour market, four hour farmer's market, or a six hour farmer's market, if I sell every loaf of the 120, I know how much I'm gonna make, or did make. You know, whereas the food truck, you could only make as much as you could produce. And then you have to also estimate how much food you're bringing to prepare the sandwiches or the pizza. That's another thing. I'm now into the pizza making. I make pizza on the food truck, which is something I didn't do Uh, as recently as a month and a half ago. I never made pizza on the food truck, but now I do. And at the end of the season, when I look at this side by side, I say, wow, I don't know if I make more money with this food truck than I do just having a bread table. But that remains to be seen. But Standing where I'm standing now, that's certainly the case. And I tell you all this because it brings up thoughts of, hey, the pandemic's over. And I know it's been over for a long time, but trust me, it was a big hit in the business I was in. So that ends, and all these studios, I'm back to entertainment now. All the TV and movie studios are hurting from the pandemic. They... They were all sitting fat before the pandemic, but the pandemic really made everyone, when everyone, I mean by the corporations involved in Hollywood entertainment have to analyze their books because they really didn't have the funds to survive the pandemic, right? These are big corporations borrowing money or, or taking from another division to run these things. So they all start to scale back and the industry, condenses, um, companies merge, staffs are halved, and um, it starts to change. It becomes harder, it becomes harder to penetrate Hollywood. Still doable, but, you know, between the pandemic and the consolidation and the fact that I have this hobby that wakes me up in the morning with a, with a gusto and a thirst to get out there and build a brand, I honestly lose interest on the side of developing television. Because both bread making and Hollywood producing are physical um, and they take a lot of energy. And what I mean by physical in Hollywood, I'm not lifting bags of flour, but I am getting on planes and getting on planes often to go to Los Angeles so that I could take meetings to sell ideas or package, meaning, take meetings with writers. I have to do general meetings with writers. I have to do general meetings with studio executives. And I did that for 30 years. But at 55 years old, uh, a guy who found his passion for bread, and now pizza, I'm not so interested in getting on these planes and being away from home. right? I could only do so many things. So I have to make choices. And I needed a break. You know, COVID forced me to take a break, and then when it ended, it wasn't so easy to just say, okay, the break's over, I'm ready to go again. And other things change, you know, as you get older. The people you come up with in the business are maybe no longer in the business. The network that you had has been fired or forced out or quit. Um, And I still have a network, but the network at the time has you know changed and then you need the energy the mental energy to go and keep that network up and um, so now the strike ends first the writers strike now the actors strike and everyone's starting to position themselves so that in January the business will be back and shows will be back in production and uh, my, my producing partner who I've been with for 25 to 30 years he's my producing partner and my writing partners actually in Los Angeles as we speak, taking no less than 15 meetings with production companies. And there does seem to be interest um, in us and the products and projects that we were working on these last three years. Maybe not as aggressively in terms of shopping them because you couldn't shop them, but there seems to be a lot of interest in what we have to offer. And then I'm looking at the uh, the truck, and we, we've we had, like I said, we've had a lot of losses and bad days with the truck due to the rain on the weekends. And then we had some wins, and some big wins. It's kind of like golf, you know? You, you hit that one right down the middle, and you bogey the hole, and it brings you back. Um, but it's an interesting time, and it's an interesting time for me, and... I plan to continue to pursue all avenues. But I do want to make life a little easier or or even more successful. And maybe I, I put too much pressure on myself. Um, I'll give you an example of a tough day on the mobile cafe slash bread truck. We We discovered about two months ago that Because our bread tables are so successful, if our mobile unit is booked out to serve sandwiches and pizza when we're doing, let's say, a street fair, that if we also bring 100 loaves of bread and set up a tent connected to the truck, we can do both. And we end up making a lot more money because the bread always sells. So it's a model we've been um, using since we've discovered that. So, you know, we'll do the bake the night before. We've got the food truck already prepped, and we set up essentially two businesses in one, a a bread bakery tent and then a truck that's serving sandwiches and pizza. So um, that's been working out for us. But now we get a call to do a farm stand out east the weekend before Halloween. And again, it's been raining here in New York for much of the summer. I think there was seven Saturdays in a row. And obviously, Saturdays are the biggest day and biggest opportunities for us to make money. So we get a call to do this farm that is a pumpkin farm. And they have playgrounds. They have corn mazes. They have lots of stuff for the families. And it's the first Saturday that hasn't rained. in seven weeks. And it's the weekend for Halloween. And we're like... It's gonna be well attended. We gotta do this one, you know? And this is an opportunity to, uh, to to make some money. So, we decide not to bring the mobile truck. Let's just focus on the bread table. But let's go for this and let's bake aggressively. And what I mean by that is we probably bring <laughs> 250 to 300 loaves of bread. And we get to this this farm stand early in the morning like I don't know 7am to set up and there's there's other vendors there there's maybe 8 other vendors and logistically we could pull our car up to right where our our bread table and tent were going to be but there was a a little fence in between where I could put the car and and so I couldn't walk straight through but I could pull up but we had to lift our crates of bread and you're listening to this and like oh you had to lift a loaf of bread I don't know if you know what it's like to pack 300 loaves of bread and and carry crates of bread. It's heavy, okay? It's heavy. So we're lifting them over the fence. We're trying to slide it under the bottom slot if we can. And um, people come and they do the corn maze. They pick their pumpkins. But what they don't do is they don't buy bread. <laughs> I, I I can't exactly tell you why. We certainly didn't have our customers come out there because it was like a different town, but we've been in those situations before and we still sell a lot of bread. Um, I would say if we had 300 loaves of bread, we'd be lucky if we sold 50. And now throughout the day, my wife is saying, I have a pain in my stomach, Um, feel this. She's got a bump in her stomach. And it's not a baby bump, guys. Uh, we're well beyond that. And, you know, she goes, that night, We first of all, we have to pack everything back up and we have to figure out what we're gonna do with all this bread. And we made no money. And it was a long day because this market was either nine to five or 10 to five. And I gotta tell you, it fucked with my head. And then she's in pain. I'm physically exhausted. She's physically exhausted. She goes to urgent care and uh, they send her to the hospital. She got she's got a hernia. She's got a hernia from lifting all this fucking bread um, with me. It's unbelievable. Um, that day took a lot out of me because it just was the it's the end of the season. And it says, what the fuck am I doing? Um, so what is the point of me <laughs> telling this story? What is the point of this episode? I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place with the bread business. I'm a good place with the bread company. My wife is in a good place with her hernia and she has a surgery scheduled for January. Um, she will be 100% good as new and able to carry bread again. But I do wonder what I do with all this. What do I do with the bread company? Uh, and here's here's what I'm doing. And where this ends up, I don't know. I have applied for pizza school in Miami uh, at the beginning of December. Unfortunately, I waited a little too long to send the application in, and the class is sold out. However, they are considering taking me in. If I get into this class, I come out of the class with a, a certificate uh, from Tony Gemignani, David, Sit Viello, and four other major pizza makers from around the country, as well as Naples, Italy. And I would, I would graduate with a certificate in being able to teach pizza making, Neapolitan pizza making, uh, many styles of pizza making. I am going to the Pizza Expo with my good friend, Anthony from Phil's Pizza, and our wives in March. I'm gonna go there To learn things. I'm going there to to network with suppliers. I'm going there to find guests for my podcast. Um, And I'm going to continue promoting my mobile cafe for private parties, private events, school events, fundraisers. I may do less street fairs. I'm going to continue to break bread. And I am going to start aggressively pitching television again. And that's where you have it, guys. I hope this was somewhat entertaining and not just a ramble, but I got a lot out of my system. It's a short one, but hopefully it was a good one. I'll talk to you all soon. This episode of Bread for the People was brought to you by Side Hustle Bread, Long Island's handcrafted artisanal bread company. Side Hustle Bread is a family-run business that's bringing the neighborhood feel back to Long Island one loaf at a time. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to head on over to iTunes and rate and review this episode. Reviewing and rating is the most effective way to help us grow our audience. This episode was produced by Milestone TV and Film. I'm your host, Jim Serpico. Blessed be the bread, everyone.